0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill.
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend
2: today. What's gonna happen tonight? What's gonna happen? We're gonna whoop the.
3: Have you gotten Ronald?
2: Welcome into to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, another breaking news edition of the podcast, because Tennessee has picked up another commitment, and we will say off the bat, to keep in mind that it is the early signing period beginning on Wednesday. Uh, we are expecting plenty of recruiting news throughout the day uh, on Tuesday and, and into Wednesday, so... Uh, to be quite frank, we've got a couple of podcasts recorded, and uh, hopefully it works out to where they are recorded in the correct order or published in the correct order. But recruiting is recruiting, uh, so just keep in mind that uh, the, the, the news could change by the time that you are listening to this version of the podcast. But with that being said, Ryan Callahan, Tennessee has picked up uh, another commitment, this one out of the high school ranks and at a position of need.
3: No doubt, uh, Tennessee has needed a lot of help at the tight end position. They addressed it a little bit last week by getting Holden Stays of Notre Dame out of the transfer portal, uh, the number one tight end in the transfer portal, and now they've added some depth and and potentially some some uh, uh, additional ability to to make an early impact uh, on next year's team with the addition of Cole Harrison, uh, tight end out of California. He played at Junipero Serra High School in San Mateo, California, just outside San Francisco. And uh, and and as a as a guy, Tennessee's had an eye on for the past few months. Uh, this has been you know sort of interesting how it how it has played out. Uh, but this is a guy whose stock has really risen this fall. Uh, you know, I think a really interesting player and a and a potentially really nice pickup. I know Brandon Huffman, one of our West Coast guys, has kept a pretty close eye on him. Uh, recently, moved up his rating a little bit. He's, he's still a three star prospect, but definitely ranked higher than he once was. Uh, and that's partly because he was a a really productive player this season. Had a really Good season catching the ball uh, for his team and it helped them advance to the state championship game uh, before they just ran into a a juggernaut they weren't able to keep up with. But a great senior season and a first year starter, uh, really making the most of his opportunity was behind uh, another tight end that went on to play at, I believe, Harvard this year. Um, So he was behind him as a junior when it was he was really a first year varsity player as a junior. So uh, a guy who's kind of developed a little bit later in the high school you know, or in his high school career, but up to 220 pounds or so now. Six foot five and a half. Good athlete. Good catching ability. Good catch radius. Uh, a lot to like about this this pickup. So uh, probably a guy that's going to take some time to develop. But uh, Tennessee beats out Washington State for for Cole Harrison. And uh, you know had some other nice offers. Talked about visiting Pittsburgh this past weekend had some other power five schools involved. So uh, Tennessee was definitely not the only major program in the picture here. Um, but regardless, a late riser, sure, you're not beating out in the SEC competition for him. But I think under the circumstances, needing some tight end help in this class, this is a really nice addition for Tennessee. And certainly uh, they did a good job of kind of keeping him warm throughout the fall, You know, going out to see him. Alec Ablin, the, the tight ends coach, went to California in early October to to evaluate him. They they maintained close contact throughout the fall, had a good relationship there. If they had not done that, I don't think Tennessee's offer on December first would have made much of a difference. And I think even before his official visit to Knoxville last weekend, he frankly wasn't sure he wanted to go to the to the SEC. He didn't, he wasn't sure he could see himself playing there because of this kind of rapid ascent that he's had and just going far from home. Uh, but now his his family's preparing to move across the country. He's uh, he's he's convinced that he can 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 play and be developed by Alec Ablin, seeing his development of some of Tennessee's current tight ends, including Ethan Davis and Emmanuel Okoye. So I think he's excited about what he can do at Tennessee and was finally sold on, hey, this is the kind of opportunity I can't pass up. So so a nice job of recruiting Cole Harrison over the past few months and, and certainly a nice job addressing a major need where Tennessee now, with the addition of Cole Harrison, has four scholarship players going into next year. A much better situation than it was just a week ago.
2: One, it, he's probably a name that is somewhat new to to Tennessee football fans. The diehards who follow recruiting on a day to day basis or an hour to hour basis, I'm sure they are very aware of Cole Harrison. But uh, you did a great job of of outlining how Tennessee and Alec Abelin was was able to stay in touch and, and keep that recruitment warm. Uh, but how was Tennessee able to to really surge here? at the end for, for those who may not be as familiar with Cole Harrison.
3: Yeah. So they, they finally offered him on December 1st. And I, I did get this question on, uh, on, on the Go 24 24 seven, uh, message board, the checkerboard this week, uh, from a, from a, a a poster who, who rightfully was worried that Tennessee was sort of scrambling at the tight end position, just sort of trying to get somebody here at the end. That's really not, uh, not going to address this need that's not going to be a good fit in the long run or, or whatever the case may be because they're also pursuing Kentucky commitment Willie Rodriguez, who uh, took his official visit to Knoxville this past weekend as well along with Cole Harrison. Uh, and Tennessee wants you know both of those guys if they can get them because they do need the numbers and they they like both players quite a bit, good size, good athleticism and uh, you know, Rodriguez has 35 offers. Harrison's been a late riser this fall, so a lot to like about both of these guys. Um, but you know, I, I I kind of outlined it already. But they they really have been uh, involved with Cole Harrison for a few months now. Really liked him from the first weeks of his senior season. You know, they basically got on him as quickly as they could. You know, this was the guy who was the number two tight end on his high school team last year, playing at closer to 200 pounds. There, you know, he had a couple Mountain West offers, I think, going into his senior season. But this was not a guy who was on Tennessee's radar before this fall, and and rightfully so, he hadn't shown enough in the past to really catch anyone's attention in that way so he's a first year starter this fall and tennessee notices him three or four games into his senior season and starts watching him closely and again sends alec ablin out to california to uh to take a closer look and they didn't offer at the time but i think that was only because tennessee had a few other irons in the fire at the tight end position and don't forget they also had jonathan Eccles already committed the longtime four-star tight end commitment uh, out of img academy in, in bradenton florida he flips to USF, though, in early December, and suddenly Tennessee's left without a tight end in this 2024 class. Uh, and then they had a few other targets on the board in November that kind of fell by the wayside for different reasons. You had Roger Salia that Tennessee hosted on an official visit last month. He ends up going to Oregon, uh, which was you know widely believed to be the favorite for a couple months there. But Tennessee recruited him for a long time and had a real shot. I think they thought it came down to Oregon and Tennessee in the end, so they were right in that one. There was some optimism at different points down the stretch that Tennessee might get a visit from Michael Smith, the South Carolina commitment, who's the the teammate of Jake Merklinger, the four-star Tennessee quarterback commitment. That never really came to fruition. South Carolina, you know, as of this recording, looks like it's probably going to hold on to him here at the end, uh, as long as he you know follows through on signing during the early signing period. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if anything uh, surprises everyone there, and, and if there if there's anybody unsigned. Uh, At that position, maybe after the early signing period, if Tennessee still needs another player at that spot. But um, but that one kind of fell by the wayside. And then they also uh, were involved for a little bit there with Max LeBlanc, the four star Ohio State commitment out of Baylor school in Chattanooga. And there was at least enough optimism about Tennessee's chances with all those guys that they they didn't want to cast too wide of a net and get involved with someone. A little further down the board until they until they really needed to and then obviously after missing on sally apanga they decided to go ahead and make the offer to cole harrison on december 1st so again a guy tennessee has liked throughout the fall and definitely you know i think in a different circumstance would have offered him sooner uh, but they wanted to be sure about him before spending a lot of time on, on really pursuing him and, and make sure they had a spot for him and, and once it kind of opened up um they were they were uh, they they hit the gas and, and made it clear he was wanted at Tennessee. So uh, a nice job re- recruiting him again to kind of keep things going throughout the fall, even without an offer to build that relationship ahead of time. And And again, I think they had a bit of a sales job to do going into his official visit to Tennessee this past weekend. I don't think he was necessarily planning to go to Tennessee, despite the outward appearance of it being a Tennessee-Washington State battle where most people would assume a player is going to pick Tennessee in that situation. Uh, And nine times out of ten, that's probably true. This was one of those rare cases where you had a West Coast kid, had a couple of players from his high school, not necessarily close friends, but guys he at least knew of who were on the roster at Washington State. And that staff had offered him back in early October and had known him for a little bit longer. So there was a little more of a relationship there there were reasons to think he actually could have picked Washington State. And he admitted to me, hey, coming off that official visit a couple of weeks ago, I was I was leaning toward Washington State. And going into the official visits to Tennessee, I wasn't sure I wanted to go all the way to Knoxville and play in the SEC. I wasn't sure I saw myself as being a good fit for that. Um, but Alec Avelin did a great job during the visit, and I think he just felt really at ease with Tennessee's staff and their players, really felt comfortable on campus and just in the in the area. His family and was able to envision itself moving to Knoxville uh, and, and and following their son to to Tennessee. So uh, it just seemed like a better fit than they probably thought it was going into the trip. So everything worked out. And and again, credit Tennessee for kind of seeing this possibility in advance. You know, they they've had trouble at the tight end position with some tough misses, but they kind of made the most of it by at least lining up some some backup plans and giving themselves some good options to make sure they address that need and got someone that's got some long-term potential to develop into a good player.
2: What type of player do you feel Tennessee is getting in Cole Harrison? What 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 type of tight end is he?
3: Yeah, he like a lot of guys that you get out of high school, I think, you know, you you probably want to go for the receiving uh, aspect first. That's usually the easiest thing to 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 start with because you can always develop the blocking side of things a little bit more easily in the in the future uh you can take the you know the athleticism the size and, and just work with that and mold it into what you need and so that's kind of what Tennessee has here in Cole Harrison too pretty good athlete I, I don't know what his 40 time would be but he runs pretty well for a tight end you know again he's playing in California a ton of talent out there uh and he put up big numbers pretty consistently throughout the year and and that's that's hard to do sometimes in high school at the tight end position i couldn't tell you how many tight ends i've seen over the years who were heavily recruited players and unless they're split out at wide receiver high schools just don't throw to the tight end very much just it's hard to put up big numbers sometimes at that spot and yet he had a few hundred yard games for his team this year he was really one of their go-to targets on offense and and on a very good team so uh so give him credit he really did emerge as a really good productive player this season so i you have to like the background and the production and and sort of the, the 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 arrow pointing up on his development because this is the guy who's just now Starting to fill out his body, he's he's still lean right now. Again, six five and a half, two twenty or so, and and just you know has easily has a frame that's gonna that's gonna fill out to two fifty, maybe even two sixty over the next few years. So he's not gonna have any problem developing the the blocking side of things. And he's he made it clear he's a he's a willing blocker. He's done the inline blocking and, and stuff before. He's not coming from an offense where he he just lined up in the slot or on the perimeter all the time. He's, he's not a wide receiver that you're going to have to make into a tight end. He's a true tight end. He's just an athletic tight end who's better at receiving than at blocking right now. But there is um, the the frame, the potential for him to be a good blocker. He's he's probably even bigger than Jacob Warren was coming out of high school, and we obviously saw him um, saw, saw what he turned into during his time at Tennessee. So probably not a guy who's going to be a tremendous blocker as a true freshman unless he puts on a lot of weight and adds a lot of strength over the next six months. Uh, but you don't need him to do that. You know that's why they brought in Holden Stays. They've got Ethan Davis, and that they'll potentially have another guy uh, between now and and the end of the season. We'll see if they add anybody else. But they're they're certainly going to still try to do that with Willie Rodriguez or or whoever they can find. So you don't necessarily have to have him come in and play early. And as and as long as he can get up to speed uh, on the playbook quickly enough, you can't rule out that he might be able to help in a pinch anyway. But probably more of a long-term project that that's you know a guy that in a year or two could could be a real factor for Tennessee in the passing game and help as a blocker I think he's got uh, a really nice upside and a lot for Tennessee to work with and I think they are really excited about what he could be in the long run as he continues to develop
2: and if I heard you correctly you mentioned his parents are moving out here with him
3: they are that you know distance was I think one of the considerations that really you know, made Tennessee worry at, at first when they handed out that offer about whether they could get him. Uh, and I don't know if it was initially their plan or when they when exactly they settled on the idea of just following Cole Harrison to wherever he is going. But they decided uh, that uh, to kind of remove the the geography uh, portion from the decision making process by saying, hey, wherever you go, we're going to move with you. And 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 somebody asked me about that on the checkerboard this week. Um, you know, what, what they did that, that's going to allow them to make the move. I'm, you know, I'm not sure what their, what their careers are, what their, their work situation is, but they, they obviously, you know, some people have jobs that allow them to move easily, but whatever the case, um, they're certainly not the first parents that I've seen do that. Um, you, you do hear stories of that, of, of, of parents moving with their, uh, moving with their kids. I know that the, 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 the Tunga family did that moving from, uh, from the West coast to, uh, or from Hawaii to, uh to Alabama to, to be with Tua during his career down there. So uh, you, you definitely see that sometimes. Uh, and and, and uh, obviously that's the plan in this case as well. He will not be an early enrollee. I know that's a question a lot of people will have. He is not uh, able to graduate early from his high school. Uh, it, it is a, a private school that doesn't allow that. So they're um, going to keep him there until May. Um, so that he knows that's a little bit of a drawback for him, not being able to, to get there early participate in spring practice and develop going into his freshman season. Uh, but he is the type of player that, you know, obviously is going to have a harder time probably playing a huge role as a freshman anyway. And, and and he knows he can do some things to get himself ready while he waits to move to Tennessee. But yeah, he and his family will be headed to Tennessee next summer. That's their plan right now. And that's one of the things that I think made it easier for him to go ahead and make that decision to to travel across country and, and head to sec country to to play his college football career.
2: Still, plenty to discuss here on the pod about Cole Harrison committing to Tennessee, a tight end from San Mateo, California. And we will continue our conversation following this quick timeout.
4: Money! Selling a little or a lot?
2: Welcome back into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition because Tennessee has picked up a commitment from Cole Harrison, a tight end from San Mateo, California. Uh, before we continue our conversation, would like to encourage you to go like, rate, and review our podcast wherever you do get your podcast. We would greatly appreciate that, and that's how you can help us. Uh, Ryan, I-, I want to emphasize something that, that you brought up in the first segment and that was that tennessee's not necessarily freaking out at the tight end position that they're not simply taking a body to to take a body now obviously i think it's fair to say that the tight end position through the high school ranks did not necessarily fall in the way that it wanted to fall uh with roger sally going to oregon and uh, and even uh, earlier,
3: earlier this year, uh, Jaden Riddell—that was, you know, he was kind of the early top target. Got yeah, picked Georgia over Tennessee back in the spring. So yeah, there, there were there were a handful of misses that kind of led to all of this down the stretch.
2: Yep, and uh, you mentioned Max LeBlanc. He he was early in the process when when he committed to Ohio State, and then Tennessee tried to get back in that uh, recently, and and was not able to to do so. Uh, you had the the South Carolina. I didn't commit who uh michael smith who who is teammates of jake merklinger just never quite made it uh, up to knoxville for for a visit uh jonathan Eccles. while i don't i don't think tennessee is distraught that he decided to flip his commitment to usf that's still a a high school body that they were fine with taking and and he decides to go elsewhere so i i do think that that the the board did not fall the way that it wanted to uh, but it, it's simply not just taking a body to to take a body. The, as you mentioned, this is somebody that has been on, on Tennessee's radar all fall long. To me, that's different than just on December 1st, seeing how the, the the tight end board has transpired and saying, OK, we need to offer somebody. They go and offer him, and he commits. That's taking a body just to take a, a body. Uh, the, this is somebody that, that they've been in contact with and, and somebody that they've been evaluating all fall, as you mentioned.
3: Yeah, and 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 a better relationship there, and I think a, a better understanding of exactly what they're they're getting in Cole Harrison than you sometimes have with these late offers. You know, I I think of a guy like uh, well, obviously they're they're the post signing day additions. Uh, you know, Sevion Herring, uh, the junior college offensive lineman, a couple of years ago they added, uh, who didn't last long in the program. Guys like that, you know, sometimes those you, you're you're taking a body because you have to at that point post signing day. But I'm thinking of guys like. Uh, you know, Jason Jenkins, a couple of years ago, the high school defensive lineman out of New Jersey um, last year, Larry Johnson, the junior college offensive lineman. The results on those can be hit and miss. So I certainly understand the the, the concern about Tennessee just, you know, offering a guy late and, and taking someone because he's the best they can get. And, and, yeah, I don't think this is quite that situation. I understand the rating is not is not the flashiest. You know, this isn't a four star pickup for Tennessee here at the end. That's going to catch a lot of people's attention, but it addresses a big need. And again, I think there is a good bit of upside at that position. And another thing I think you got to keep in mind, that's that's a position where we see all the time unheralded players coming out of high school develop into NFL players. It just it just is one of those positions, a lot like the offensive line, uh, because it's such a developmental spot. Uh, You know, the Travis Kelsey's of the world. I mean, he's obviously an exception, not the rule. But, you know, Butch Jones sold that one for years. That that was a that was a great evaluation that turned out to be a, a, just a, a steal for Cincinnati, and he goes on to have a, an amazing NFL career. But there are a lot of success stories like that at the tight end position. You can find guys at that position, just find the frame, find the athleticism, you know, identify the upside there in the long run, and develop him into the player that you think he can be. And you know, Jacob Warren is a, an, again another great example of that. He was two hundred five pounds, I think, his senior year at Farragut, and, and look what he is now. He's He's still more of a receiving tight end, but he's developed into a pretty respectable blocker um, at, at around what 245, 250 pounds, uh, a much bigger guy than he was five, six years ago. So th- there, there's a lot of developing all tight ends have to do coming out of high school. And so I think you're looking for you're looking for just sort of the bones and the and, and the the potential, the athleticism that you need to to be a playmaker at that position. And so I, I think taking a guy who was really productive in California, and you know you have a lot to work with physically is is a good place to start. And, and the fact that Alec Ablin has had eyes on him for a few months, liked you know, continued to like the film he saw each week from Cole Harrison throughout the season. Uh, I think they feel pretty confident in this in this take at the last minute. This is not one that they're uh, again just scrambling to fill a need. They could certainly do that in the transfer portal, um, even with the depth guy. If they were just looking to do that, I think they felt more comfortable taking a, a high school tight end or two here down the stretch and. And for that matter, because of rating and because of offer list, I know offer list is always something that a lot of people look at to assess prospects. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's information that you have available, and it's hard not to to look at that. But there's there seems to be more confidence among some fans in Kentucky tight end commitment Willie Rodriguez when the reality is he's more of a late offer than Cole Harrison is. Tennessee offered him on December sixth or seventh, I think it was. Um, he got an offer from Auburn the, around the same time, the following day, I believe. So that was more of a late offer but he's got 35 offers and he's been committed to an sec school for almost six months so i think the perception of that one is a little bit different because of the offer list so in this case to me you've got the longer standing relationship the more familiarity with him compared to even willie rodriguez but the perception of of landing willie rodriguez i think might be a little different just because of the offer list so that, that's that's how the the public might look at it but i think tennessee's you know just as excited about cole harrison as they would be about landing willie rodriguez i think they really feel they've got a lot to work with here and, and alec ablin in particular uh, i think sees a lot of a lot of potential to develop cole harrison into into someone who can really contribute to tennessee over the next couple of years well
2: and and you just you you still needed to add a body uh you did wh- how, however you, way you want to slice it and, and most likely a, a high school body and because, I mean, in, in an ideal situation, Cole Harrison is is not going to have to play this upcoming season in, in 2024, uh, but if injury or something else was to happen to Holden stays and, and then probably Ethan Davis, the the tight end position is not going to be foreign to Cole Harrison like it still seems to be for Emmanuel Koye.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I think it was important for them to get someone who was a true tight end, not not so much a project at that position like Okoye obviously is. You know, Harrison, in some ways, might be more likely to play this year than Okoye is still, just because Okoye is still developing. Such a great athlete, but it does sound like he's more of a two- to three-year project. He's already been here, obviously, six months or so, but uh, it's going to take a little more time, uh, by all accounts, for him to really Get ready to to contribute in a meaningful way. You know, we'll see if next year he can start at least, can, you know, pitching in on special teams or playing situationally. But he's not there yet, um, so you need someone else in that position who can at least play in a pinch. And I think Cole Harrison probably gives you that. It would be more ideal, obviously, if he was an early enrollee. He knows that's a bit of a, a setback that he won't be on campus for for another six months or so. But it's uh, it's not the end of the world. I, I think he'll he'll make the most of that and still still be uh, in in the best position he can be going into his freshman year. But the reality is anybody you added at this point, even if it was from the transfer portal, was probably not going to be someone who's going to challenge Holden Stage for the starting job. Ethan Davis is still going to be a threat to, to anyone they would bring in at this point for the number two job going into next season. So you probably have your top two tight ends for next season already on the roster. This is more about depth, more about the future. And you do need to get, just get the numbers back to normal. They've they've been down in numbers for the past year and a half or so. Having some guys like Miles Campbell and Trinity Bell a few classes ago that didn't work out in the long run, and Tennessee is still making up for that, still trying to catch up on the numbers. You'd ideally, most programs ideally like to have five or six scholarship tight ends, depending on how you use them. Programs like Georgia probably lean towards six because they play more two tight end sets. With Tennessee, you're probably looking at five as an ideal number. So they're at four now with the addition of Harrison. If they can get Willie Rodriguez, then suddenly you're back to that magic number of five, and you feel a lot better about that position going into next season. You know that there could certainly be an argument for just waiting to the 2025 class to take two and get back on track numbers wise. Then, uh, but but it's much better, obviously, if they can get that taken care of in this class down the stretch, and they're at least one step of the way there with the addition of Cole Harrison, and then we'll see who else they can get down the stretch. If they can get Willie Rodriguez, you know, they're probably probably just about done there. And if not, you know, then they might be looking to the transfer portal again for a for a depth guy, someone who can come in and maybe learn behind Holden stays and Ethan Davis and and be more of a long term option. But for now, it's at least they can breathe a little easier. And even if they got stuck at four, that's probably a manageable situation. They could probably get by next season with that. It wouldn't be ideal, but they probably could. So it's it's big. They had to get that fourth guy. And now it's a matter of kind of the, seeing if you can get that second one to get the number back to five, and to a much more comfortable situation depth wise, to where you could you could withstand an injury if you had to.
2: Now, I I will be honest, I, I'm skeptical from the outside looking in whether or not Tennessee can land Willie Rodriguez, the Kentucky commitment, uh, because he is from Kentucky and you would think that Kentucky would step up and, and make sure that they take care of one of its in-state prospects, but uh, not to discount that Tennessee is legitimately in it, and they certainly do have a, a chance to to flip Willie Rodriguez. Uh, and we, for full transparency, we are recording this particular podcast around 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning, so so things may change by the time uh, you, the listener, are able to listen to this, but uh, Tennessee does Ryan certainly have a chance to to flip Willie Rodriguez, even if it does seem like it may be difficult from the outside looking in.
3: Yeah, that that one's definitely not not done, and and we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll get a final answer on that one on Tuesday. That one might be more likely to be a Wednesday announcement for a final decision. Whether it's you know whether remember Willie Rodriguez never fully publicly announced that he was visiting Tennessee. He just kind of snuck to Tennessee. Uh, for that visit, after getting the in-home visit from Kentucky on Thursday with uh, Vince Marrow and another Kentucky assistant going in home with him on Thursday night, um, so that so and it, and it kind of caught Kentucky by surprise that the visit still happened uh, on Friday morning. That he headed to Knoxville for that trip, so there was obviously serious interest in Tennessee just for the fact that he decided to make that visit. Um, one interesting aspect of it, he did head home a little early. He went back home on Saturday. Heard a couple different explanations for that. One person that was on the visit with his family said his mother was experiencing migraines and had to leave early. Um, if Assuming that's the case, you know, I wouldn't read too much into that, but it's an interesting, I guess, uh, subplot to dissect if you want to, to, to look into that at all. But regardless, he, he was there for at least 24 to 36 hours, spent some time on campus, got to know the program a little bit better, and has, has been quiet, has laid low this week coming off the visit. Uh, And again, you can read into that as well if you want. Uh, Sometimes when a guy uh, is is planning to shut things down and stick with the school he's been committed to for months, he won't talk then either. But some people might interpret that silence as him really having something to think about here down the stretch or already planning to flip to Tennessee. Now, I I don't think that's the case. I've been led to believe this is still a real battle uh, going into the final 24 hours before the start of early signing day. I think Kentucky is still optimistic that it's going to be able to hold on to him, but I think they re- really have a fight on their hands, and I think there's reason to believe Tennessee could pull that one out in the end. So that would obviously be uh, a heck of a, a rally at the end here for Tennessee to get two tight ends in this class if they can get Willie Rodriguez to go along with Cole Harrison. He's probably a little bit more physically ready to come in and, and contribute as a freshman than Harrison is, Harrison being a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a long-term developmental guy, but, uh, but both of them. Big framed guys that have the potential to be, you know, playmakers in the passing game, and, and both with uh, with some power five opportunities. With with Rodriguez's offer list, obviously being a little more impressive based on the fact that he was an SEC commitment for for almost six months even before Tennessee offered. So uh, we'll see where that one goes down the stretch, but that is definitely one to still keep an eye on as of Tuesday morning. I think Tennessee is very much still in play there, and it's not out of the question at all. We, you know, when we do our signing day wrap up podcast uh, tomorrow night. We could be talking about Tennessee having two tight end signees. That's not out of the question at all. So stay tuned on that one. We'll keep you updated on GoValls twenty four seven. But I think Tennessee is still very much in the picture there, and uh, you know that that may be one of the biggest things to watch, frankly, going into signing day, is if Tennessee can steal away Willie Rodriguez from its SEC rival to the north.
2: Ryan, you're covering Tennessee football recruiting as well as anybody. How can people follow you and your work for the latest on all things Tennessee recruiting with the early signing period beginning tomorrow?
3: Yeah, and that includes the transfer portal. As Ben mentioned, there's multiple things happening uh, today and throughout the week that we're keeping close tabs on. So depending on how things fall, there could be additional news today if there hasn't been already by the time you hear this podcast. Or there could be more tomorrow, certainly on signing day, and we will have a Final podcast wrapping up early signing day on Wednesday night. So stay tuned uh, to this podcast and certainly check out govals 247com In fact, lock it in. Uh, if you don't sign up for our text alerts, they're not just for subscribers. They are free. Tomorrow's a great day to take advantage of that. You can go to the site and just, uh, in fact, just Google GoVols247 text alerts and that should take you where you need to go to sign up. You can also sign up for our email newsletter uh, through the same way Um, that will keep you updated on the, on the breaking news as it comes in and we will have full complete frequent updates throughout early signing day, tons of coverage throughout the day at govals 247com And if you're not a member yet and want to get all the, the the VIP intel and the updates leading up to early signing day as well, um, sign up now for 50% off an annual subscription. It's certainly a great time to check out the site and even after tomorrow the updates will not be done because the transfer portal is still open and flowing and talent still going in and coming out. So it is, uh, it is not going to slow down even after early signing day. Great time to join twenty four seven 24, com.
2: He's Ryan Callahan. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the go balls, 24, seven podcast, a breaking news edition because tight end Cole Harrison has committed to Tennessee.
0: There's that button. And now I can say, answering any question that you've gotten you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month that is all that it costs and that's after a quick free trial and once you pay us that reasonable rate which is again less than one mediocre lunch per month you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS Paramount Viacom etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial free you get new movies you get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That, that is so much stuff, so much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See
2: you guys.
3: This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected
2: someone else.